Welcome okay. back to. Bro, bro, you sweet. This you, you told me I was starting the intro this week. Okay, bro. I want to request a trade to Guru formally. Sorry, bro. Guru doesn't want you, bro. Guru wants. I'm an. I'm an up and coming star. Okay. He'll take me his team. All right, boys. Welcome back to Strictly Footy. We've got squad analysis part two this week, as always. If you want to listen to just your team and not the long format of this video, we'll have the timestamps in the description. Uh, today we're running through the Cowboys, the Eels, the Panthers, the Dragons, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Warriors, and Tigers. Uh, without further ado, I'm here with my co-host Tom. Tom, how we doing? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Uh, thanks for cutting me off in the intro. I appreciate it. Well, it's, about, it's about time I did an intro, I think. Bro, you've done one. Right. Exactly. It's, so yeah. it's about time. You can build your way up, bro. I am. You know, as as much experience as I do, bro, in this field, okay? All right, bro. This Mr. Experience starting us off then. <laughs> um, yeah, so we obviously did the first part of this last week, um, but we're jumping straight back into it. Um, yeah, as as Jared said before, um, we'll leave the timestamps in the in the description of the podcast wherever you're going to be listening to it just so you guys can skip to your favorite team if that's what you want to listen to or if you've got a certain team you want to hear insight on just skip to that part i mean we're not going to be offended by it so whatever you guys are going to do to listen in, you know we're happy to help out um yeah uh anything else bro anything else before you kick it off yeah i just want to talk about the game tonight oh, first great. trial well okay look i know you're great. a tigers fan but it's for Woody's back's first trial match. You said you were aroused about it last episode. I think, I think it's gone down for you a little bit after the forty-eight to twelve walloping that you just got. Uh, we both ticked Tigers thirteen plus. That obviously didn't come off well. So, you got any thoughts on the game? No. Don't want to talk about. It? All right. No, no, no. no I do. <laughs> the Warriors actually really surprised me because I did not think they were going to come out and play that good. Um, what was the, what was the fullback's name? Taupiki? Is that what they were? Yeah, how they're pronouncing it. He was awesome, man. He was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean the scoreline doesn't really represent much. It's it's still a trial game. I remember, um, Tigers beat Manly by what almost fifty points a couple yep. of years ago. Yeah, as I said, they got flogged on Anzac Day. Um, again, it's just trials. I think we had three of our. I shouldn't say we. I think the Tigers had about three of their actual starting 17 in the squad. I mean, you can, you can kind of say the same for the Warriors, but yeah, I, I take it with a grain of salt. Again, it is trials. Um, I think they're trying to trial a few things out, hence hence why it is called the trials. Um, they're trying to try a few things. One thing I was very impressed with, actually, was Charlie Sainz at fullback. I think he was uh, really, really electric. He looked very smart in his decisions, and he actually returned the ball really, really strongly now. Again, that's the Tigers did lose by thirty six points, but you know you you got to draw a you got to draw a light and positive from somewhere, bro. Yeah, look, I was actually going to say, despite the forty eight to twelve loss, there's actually I think just positives all around. It was very much reserves versus reserves, but the starters that were playing, especially for Tigers, Stefano was great. Polay looked strong, as you said. Staines was good, and then same for the Warriors. Tamara Martin was good. Metcalf was good. Montoya was good. I think there's a lot of positives to take away for both teams. I don't think they're going to be too worried about their reserves playing either good or bad. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you. Um, the main thing that did concern me a little bit with the Tigers is I still saw the wingers rushing in. Not so much um, Junior Tupo, but a lot of Scolari. I saw him ru- rushing a lot of times, hence why Montoya scored a hat-trick. But again, it's not his entire fault that um, the, the scoreline blew out how it did. 
Um, I mean, he tore his ACL, so you know, you you give him a bit of time to get his confidence back. I don't I don't think he will play first grade this year, but you know he had he had big racks raps on him um, coming through the junior ranks. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, one thing I did want to talk about quickly before we did get into the squad analysis, and we can we can go we can go a bit deeper into this once we do get up to the squads. Um, actually, two things two things before we start. Number one. I think Kepa Oh outplayed Talao for the centre spot. Look, I think he did, but I think Talao likes playing on the left a little bit more, and I think Talao's got a little bit more of an upside. I think he's training at second row for a lot of this preseason as well. He looks a lot more bulky than he was before he got injured. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. I think it'll be a healthy competition just for that centre position. Um, obviously, they've got a little bit of depth at centre now that they can play. So... Yeah, I, I think this game would have meant a lot in terms of selection. Yeah, well, on the flip side, I want to look at the Warriors, and Tamara Martin managed that game really well at seven, I thought. Look, I saw a lot of comments saying that um, Tamara Martin and Metcalf would probably end up being the halves pairing after this game. Oh. A very good running game. Tamara Martin yeah. looks like he controlled the game brilliantly. Metcalf's kicking game probably wasn't amazing, but it was still pretty good. Great runner of the ball. SJ wasn't particularly amazing last year, but I don't know how you leave him out of the side, to be honest. Well, I think now Webster's got to make a decision about whether Chance does play centre or not. Because, well, mate, I even thought uh, Williami was awesome defensively. I think Williami, uh, Valia, is a lock. Yeah. I think it's the other centre position that's up for, for grabs, whether that's um, Nickel Cox there or maybe Montoya. But I think Montoya looked brilliant on the wing. So I think that puts Dallin's position even at, at a bit of a um, kind of under threat because yeah. Cossie was good as well. I don't think you can drop Cossie because he's kind of the up-and-coming winger. Um, I, think, I reckon... Unless something does go sideways and they do end up um, going chance at centre. I was impressed with Brad Williami, actually. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was pretty good too. I didn't take probably as much notice as you did. I was more impressed with Wailea, Marcelo Montoya and Luke Metcalf specifically. And um, Tom Ale was Ooh. very good as well. Ooh. He was amazing. And you, you were surprised when I had him in my best 17. I was. I was very surprised. He, Yeah, he looks like a freak. Um, the Warriors have got a lot of uh, selection headaches, though. I thought Freddie Lussick was also pretty good. He did throw a couple of four passes, which went unnoticed, but that's probably the salty side of me coming out. Um, yeah, there were some impressive players. I mean, Folletti looked good in his little stint in the second half, too, in the centers. Um, I was actually really impressed with Tristan Riley. And he's, he's I, I was, too. More so his defense than his attack. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, I don't know. I think he was throwing a lot of good balls. Yeah, no, he I'm was. I'm completely honest. But he just looked really, really solid at defense. He did, he did. And I think that's why the Warriors targeted the left side a lot more because they, they had a yeah. lot more success down that side. Um, I was just going to say, um, I don't think selection headaches are necessarily bad for the Warriors. I think it's a de- like a good problem to have. You try something, if that doesn't work, you've got another option there. 
No, you, yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And something that it looks like they have addressed, they haven't even played their nickel clock stats, the Dylan Walkers. Um, they look a bit blown. They looked like they haven't. They had a lot more creativity than what they usually do. So, um, yeah, I think it's a very good sign for the Warriors, and I, I don't necessarily think it's anything to worry about for the Tigers either. So I think both teams have a lot of positives to take away from it. Yeah, I just want to apologise. I don't know what just happened to Jared's microphone then, but it's just like bugged out a little bit. Was it my microphone? Yeah, I think it was. It might have been mine. But yeah, it just bugged out a little bit, so I apologise for that. I'm not sure what happened then. Um, Shall I repeat what I... Just yeah, what I yeah, said. Yeah, just run back. I said basically um, the Warriors, they looked a lot more creative. They've had creativity problems over the years. They, they looked good moving the ball side to side. And even just not doing it too often, they had guys going strong up the middle and then they shifted at the right times, which is very good. I think that um, kind of maybe the experience of Tamari Martin coming in, uh, no, something to do with that. But like I said, a lot of good signs for the Warriors, a lot to take away. Um Probably gives them a few selection headaches, as you said, but I don't necessarily think Tim Shane's will be worried about anything at the Tigers. No, neither. Um, Shane's, he doesn't usually react um, too strongly to trials at all. Um, it'll be more probably interesting to see. I think I think the Tigers play Canberra next week. It'll be probably more interesting to see that how that outfit plays because you're going to have all your... Best players there. Uh, uh, I'd I'd maybe exclude Bateman for the moment. I don't know what's going to happen there, but apart from him, you're, you're probably going to see Clemmer, Appy, Dewey, Brooks, IPAP. You're going to see all of them. So that's that's probably the the game I'd keep more of an eye on. Yeah, I think Teamless next week will be just as interesting as Teamless were this week because you're going to see a lot more of trying to get combinations uh, going. So it's not just an in-training thing. Like you've you've got it going in-game as well. And obviously you'll want your players to be somewhat more match fit than what they would if they were just training. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, But yeah, the Warriors were very expensive tonight and and they they were passing close to the line which is something, you know, they've been a bit standstill and attack over the past couple of years. So it's good to see them getting a bit more expansive with the footy. And I think Metcalf's going to unlock that side of their attack. Now, I don't think you necessarily push SJ out of the side. I think you just put Metcalf back a fullback. I think he can still play that same role. I don't know about Metcalf a fullback. I'd almost go tomorrow, Martin back and just have nah. SJ7. I know Tamari Martin was great at 7 tonight. Nah, I need him at 7. Bro. But Metcalf has not played a lot of football at fullback in his career. He's more of that he, 6. He, I mean, I guess he could play a third half he, role. Didn't he play full fullback for Cup last year? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go have a look. Yeah, go have a look because oh. I think he might have played the full year uh, for Newtown at fullback. I don't think so. I think it would have been Dykes. But oh, we we'll, have a, a we'll have a look at yeah, it anyway. I think Metcalf was six. Well, I, know they I, did, had, I did actually watch a bit of Jets last year. I know they so. had Trindle. Um, oh, they did have Trindle there. too. And I, I don't know who the other half was though. So maybe he did play six. But after we check this out, we will jump into the squad analysis. Now, I just want to make a quick announcement for... Uh, Teamless this week, we'll be uploading the episode on Wednesday as there's just been some, there's, there's been some, uh, we won't address exactly what has happened for Tuesday, um, just know that, that uh, something's risen up, so 
we'll um, post a bit more information about it on the Instagram just to keep you guys... <coughs> Excuse me, just keep you guys updated. Um, but yeah, so just expect it on um, Wednesday. We'll be dropping that team list. The team lists, I should say. Yeah, it's taken me a while, a while to find, man. He hasn't actually played in a lot of games that I'm looking at. Oh, so. really? Did he have an injury last year? He could have. He could very well have. Dykes was fullback. Miller and Trindle. That's... Metcalf. He was definitely there. Or was he just yeah. sitting in Sharks Preserves Surely kind of the not. whole time? Surely not. I'm just going to find one game where he's played. Well, there's Dykes again at fullback. He's not. Did he move midway through last year? No, he, he was didn't. playing for Newtown all year, right? He was available in the finals to replace uh, Kennedy. No, that when Kennedy got suspended. That's oh, okay, when Luke Metcalf scored in this okay, game. Okay, here we go. Yeah, he's playing in the halves. Oh, okay, but he can definitely play. Anyway. He's capable of playing fullback. I though. think he may have played fullback in nines for Manly. Yeah, and he absolutely tore up. But I'm, I can't, I can't 100 percent tell you that he played fullback. Anyway. We've been rambling on for 13 minutes about about the Stroll game and how it was, it was an interesting game to watch, but yeah. um, we'll get into squad analysis. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to um, Stefano Utekamanu too. He was a monster. Right, he, he losing side. That try he scored, he just barged over everyone. He didn't yeah. care what was in his way. He yeah. almost he, he, he would have run through the post. Yeah, exactly. Very, very strong run, and he, he was good when he was on. I don't think he played most of the game, but when he was on, you you noticed he was there. 319k on Supercoach, bro. I know, I've got him in my team. <laughs> I, I literally, I watched this game, I had him in my team, then I got rid of him to kind of free up a little bit, uh, like 100k, so I could spend it on a bigger player, and um, I watched this game, and I immediately switched it back, so. Good man. I think it'd be good. good. I've got him and Pole so. Okay. You're putting a lot of pressure on the, the young forwards, mate. Um, but anyway, if you guys remember from the last episode, we did end on... The, the Newcastle no- Knights. The Knights. Yes, indeed. So we're cracking off with the Cowboys. Would I be right in saying that? Yep. Cracking off with the Cowboys this week. Obviously, not a lot of gains. A few losses. Uh, to talk about, obviously, Tom Gilbert went to the Dolphins, uh, probably taking up a starting position. Uh, Hammer as well to the Dolphins, Lemuelu to the Dolphins, and Ben Condon to Manly. So I think they've lost a little bit of depth there. Hammer was obviously coming off the bench most of last year. Lemuelu was, uh, again, just depth. Tom Gilbert looked to really come come into his own last year. Was was incredible for them on that edge. Played a little bit of prop, I think, as well, off the bench. And uh, Ben Condon didn't really play for them. Was just a little bit of depth. He's come to Manly. I'm happy he's here. That's all I've really got to say about the Cowboys, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. They're Uh, just running it back. Yeah, well, Ben Condon struggled with injuries a little bit too. Um, He had a lot of pretty big talk around him in terms of coming into that Manly first grade uh, side. So, yeah. Again, not a big loss as he didn't really play last year. The biggest loss there is is Tom Gilbert. As much as a lot of people will probably want to say Hammer. Um, yeah. Gilbert's just that extra bit of forward depth that they kind of lost over the offseason, especially at second row. Yeah. Well, they Luke need him still right injured, now. might be back. Luciano on the no-fault stand-down. I think he'll be out most of the year. And now they've kind of got to push their... 
middle forwards, I'd say, to play. One of them to play second row, either Cohen Hess or Griffin Neem. Start the year off at least next to Nanai. Yeah, no, they're gonna they're really gonna miss Gilbert's kind of defensive impact too. He's a bit more of a hard nosed second rower. Um, Nanai's more of the, um, what would you call it? like the fancy the the flashy yeah flashy back rower with the aerial tries and the, the stepping and the short balls and hitting holes. Gilbert just gets through his work. He's almost like another middle on the edge. Um, and that was an advantage for the Cowboys last year. I don't think they've replaced him at all. Uh, if you want to talk about their gains, Jack Kajewski, James Tama, and Gehmet Shibasaki. Look, I'm not a massive fan of them. To be honest, James Tama and his prime was a good, good prop. I'm not sure about anymore. Wasn't Was he in the Tigers squad the whole year? Or did he yeah. get left out? No, uh, he no, he was. He was because he was the captain. Yep. Okay, he's one of the five captains that he's had. Jack Gajewski, I'm not a massive fan of. Uh, especially defensively, he can run a good line. But um, I, I'm not sure how good he's going to be. And Shibasaki as well, I'm not too keen on as a signing for them. The thing about the Cowboys is... I'm not sure they can recreate another top four push because, like we said, they've lost some depth. And I don't know if all their players can back up what they did last year. Because so many of their guys had a breakout year last year. Drinkwater, Robson, Dearden, Townsend was better than he was the previous year before that. Talungi made the Australian team. Mm. And I would have only had him as a borderline top 10 winger coming into the season. Um Obviously, Nanai. I'm not sure all these players can back up what they've done. I know some of them will. Uh, it's bound to happen, but I'm just not sure they can push into the top four. I think they're going to be around the the middle of the eight. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I had them at about uh, th- three to six. I think I had them f- uh, fifth or sixth. Yeah, I think the range they can finish in is about three to six. Um it's going to, yeah, like you said, it's going to take a lot for them to replicate the season that they did have last year. It's, um, you know, you, you, uh, Ruben Cotter, after he came back from his injury, was a little bit underwhelming, I think. Um, now that, you know, Luciano's on no fault stand down, um, Halem Lukey is obviously out with the ACL injury, it puts a lot more pressure on Nanai. Um, I think people know that they, they're probably going to go towards Nanai a lot more now because they don't have that really solid, solid second row option. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still, the, they're still the same squad at the end of the day and they're all relatively young, so I, I doubt they get significantly worse. Maybe they maybe they finish a bit lower, but I, I don't think they... How many games did they win last year? I'm not too sure, but they were third. Third, yeah. Yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan just listening and I know we're talking a lot of uh we're talking down on them given that they're off season, they didn't really sign anyone, they lost quite quite a little bit. But we're not saying they're gonna significantly drop off. We we just don't think that they can replicate the same the same level that they were um producing last year. Yeah. So do they get two buyers? Does each team get two buyers? Uh, yes, but I'm not sure they gave points. I think they did, actually. Yeah, so it, 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 they had 16 wins then. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. What's 16 you? and 8. Yeah, it sounds about right to me. Um, Look, 
I'm not I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to miss the eight or anything. I'm not saying that at all. I think that's very unrealistic. I think it's just whether or not they're considered a premiership powerhouse or whether they're just like a bogey team for some for some teams. Yeah, no, I think they definitely beat a lot of teams that uh, they weren't expected to last year. Um, I don't have much else to it's really comment on that. They, they they definitely could give it to some of the top teams if all of them show up on the day because they've got a lot of quality players in that squad. But um, I also think it could the, the reverse could happen and they could be upset by a few teams. So, so which way are you leaning towards for that? Because we know Nanai set in stone, Tamalola set in stone, um, Robson Cotter set in stone. Is McLean safe? Yeah, I think McLean and Cotter start props. And then the one to seven is safe too? Yep. So the only position that really needs a hold of fill is that 11 spot. Now, yep. they've got... Luke, you'll come Jack, back from injury at yeah. some point. They've got Jack Goz there. They've got um, Cohen Hess... And Taniella Sadrugu, who I'm I'm a, I'm pretty high on the Fijian second row. Um, who who who's your nomination? Who's your nomination? I think Cohen S because he's played there before. He gets through his work kind of a, a little bit like Tom Gilbert. Obviously, he's he's there first, and Tom Gilbert's probably a little bit like him, not the other way around. But I even considered giving Ruben Cotters a little bit more. Not versatile, but agile can run that, run that line. You know, like probably a better passing game as well. Would you consider having him in the second row with Hess at prop? Um, probably not. I can see where you're coming from, but probably not. Just because that I think that would really miss his intensity in the middle and his tough yep. and, he, and really his leadership through the middle. I think that would really miss that. To be honest, I don't think anyone that they could possibly put in the middle would would be able to replicate what Ruben Collett does for that team. Yeah, no, I think Hess is definitely my first option. I'm just saying it could be another thing they look at if the if Hess doesn't work out there. We saw in the past that Todd Payton's put JT at second row. I'm not too sure about that. He's been very good at lock for a, a long saying, time now. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, he he, he I think definitely he stays played lock. JT uh, on the wing. On the wing? Uh, why did I say that? No, he's de- <laughs> I was gonna say on the edge, and then maybe he's definitely played JT on the edge before when um that Cowboys team was gone was going through a bit of a rut. So he's he's not afraid to try something out. Todd Payton. Um, he came into the squad and dropped Tamalolo after his first game. I do remember that. And everyone was um. He did. He's it. just like his, his attitude's not there. Gone. That's what you I think. He's just coming coach. off a Dally M, or maybe like the season before that. Yeah, that's what you need from a coach, though. I agree. That's why. That's why they're so successful, and the, that's why they're where they are now. Because he he's not afraid to um to cut anyone who's not performing to the standards of what where he wants his team to be. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, hundred percent. The other loss I, I want to touch on a little bit is Canelli Lemuelu. Um, not talked about too much, but he definitely filled a hole over the origin period. He came in for Nanai a few times. He came in for Gilbert, I think, as well. I think he played well. I, I can't say I've seen too much of him. So I, yeah. I can't say I'm too high on him. 
He's uh, a very agile back row. He's a bit more of a thinner frame. I'm not sure if he'll be in the uh, Dolphins 17. He could be. He'll definitely be there if there's an injury or something like that. But um, oh, actually, you know what? I think I did have him as a sixth as uh, on my bench behind yeah. Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich. I, I I think I'm looking I'm looking right now, and I I think you know the losses are definitely outweighing the gains. But you know they're all kind of depth related. Hammer was a utility. Condon didn't play. Lemuelu was brought up during Origin period. Tom Gilbert. Tom Gilbert's name is really um staring at me. But I, I wouldn't say it's an unsuccessful offseason. I would just say they they may have. It's not even a step backwards. They just may have lost a little bit of quality. Yeah, I, I think they lost some quality, they lost some depth, and I'm not sure that all their players can back up what they did last year. That, that's why I think they'll drop off just that little bit. But I, I don't think it'd be too big by too big of a drop off by any means. Yeah. No, I think they're still competing for a top four spot. I just don't know how likely it is that they are top four. Because if you look at the comp last year, you got Melbourne and the Roosters who suffered a lot of injuries. South missed Latrell for about half the year, so I think all those signs the sides will be a bit better than the Cowboys this year. So yeah, you probably drop the Cowboys to about their fifth or sixth range. Uh, I'm not sure they're contenders. Yeah, no, neither. I don't. I don't feel like they are either. So I think. I, I think that's they're... my prediction. My prediction for them is fifth or sixth. They might slide down to seventh or eighth, but I don't think they miss the eight. But I don't think they make the top four either. But but they're in a prelim final last year, and they went pretty close to making the grand final. They did. So does that affect your decision at all? Is is it just no. purely based off this squad? Purely based off that, and as you said, Melbourne, Roosters, South, they're all going to be a lot better than they were last year. Yeah, I'm expecting a. You know, we're getting to South, but I'm expecting a pretty big year from South. But overall, Cowboys. Slightly L, fifth to eighth for me, and yeah, they took they fifth took an L. Eighth. They, they took a they took an L. I think fifth or sixth is more likely, but I could see it well, but they dropped to eight just because that the middle of um the NRL teams the, the the mid pack is all much closer this year, so I could see them slide down a few more positions, and yeah, I, I think they did take an L this off season, not a massive one, but it's it's definitely an L. Yeah, there's no way I can see. This season, this offseason being a W. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. But the guys they've all signed are on pretty low contracts, you yep. know, considering the money they'll probably have to pay Hammer and Gilbert to keep them around. So, I don't know. Maybe if you look at the fact they still got to extend Nano and they're going to have to offer money to all the all these different players for extensions, maybe it is a little bit of a W in, in, in the sense of the future. But for this upcoming season... Probably a, a little underwhelming. I wouldn't say it's a loss. It's a little underwhelming. Yeah. I, I would tend to agree with that. Moving on to the Parramatta Eels, who have gained Josh Hodgson, Jermaine Hopgood, Jariah Momosia, Jack Murchie, Matt Dury, and Dejan Arce. So the clean-out they didn't need, looking at their losses. There's a lot of teams yeah. that need to clean out, and they did, and they signed some good players, like the Doggies, the Tigers. Parramatta didn't need to... I mean, I'm not sure if they were trying to clean out, but they've lost Nia Corey to the Warriors, they've lost IPAP to the Tigers, Marnie to the Bulldogs, Kafusi to the Sharks, Stone to the Dolphins, Club Legend, uh, Opacek's gone, Perham's gone to the Dogs, and Hollis has gone to... Where do we see him lining up? I'll find it. Titans? You could... 
Possibly. Possibly. I'll say the Titans, but yeah, a lot of losses for Parra. Nia Kore was, he came on off the bench, could play prop, could play second row, could fill in at centre if he needed to. He was great for the club. It's a big loss in terms of depth-wise, considering that they don't really have another second rower to play off the bench, apart from maybe Bryce Cartwright. Um, IPAP's gone as well. There's another second row depth, arguably their best player last year. Maybe you could argue Dylan Brown or maybe Mitchell Moses, but IPAP was definitely, he was there every game. Um, his worst game wasn't far from he, uh, his best. Very consistent, very good on that edge. Mullaney, one of the best defensive players in the game. His service out of dummy half is exceptional. I know they signed Josh Hodgson to uh, replace him, but it's a bit of, bit of a risk going Hodjo. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of consistent footy in the last two years, and I think Mullaney's probably overtaken him at this point in his career. Uh, Oregon Kafusi again, another... Another depth player that they've lost. Um, he's a, a regular on their bench. Uh, gets through his work really nicely, and he, he was just good for giving for, for keeping Paulo and RCG just fresh. If they needed to come off, take a break. Oregon Kafusi was a, a great player to just come on and just fill those minutes. He filled the holes they needed. Opacek's just center depth. I'm not sure he was going to play this year if he stayed. Hayes Perham, same thing, just depth. I'm not sure he's going to play this year, but but again, it's a loss in depth. And uh, David Hollis didn't really play too much, so I'm not concerned about that. I can't Look, even find David Hollis. Looking at their gains, um, I'm not sure many of these are insanely great. Hopgood, I think, is a great signing for them. He's good. He, he's a good young player, wasn't getting game time in Penrith, but he's dubbed as a, a future Queenslander, so... It's obviously a good signing. Apparently, he's training the house down. He looks like one of the best in training. So, I'm going I'm to label that signing as a W. But looking at the rest, Murchie, Dory, Momosea, not too sure they're going to be big. Um, they may come off the bench some games, but they're not going to get through the work like the Neocores and Kafusis were. Um, Dejan Arce is a bit of an interesting one. He can fill in at centre or, or five eight, so I guess it is a W in terms of they just get that depth and he won't play too much if he just if he's just filling a hole for a few games. That, that's fine. I think that's another W of a signing. Yeah. But overall, I think they've taken a massive loss. They've taken a big, big hit. Big and, hit. You know, um, near Corey, they probably could have potentially retained. I think. You know, that whole there's a lot of smoke around that IPAP, you know, potentially backing out of the deal with these Tigers, with the Tigers to stay in Parramatta. Um, Reed Marnie obviously left or had signed away before the season even started. But if you realistically look at the losses, they're going to miss what? They're going to miss near Corey, IPAP, Marnie, Kafusi? Kafusi, yeah, he was their main prop off the bench. The other four you can probably live with, though. Yeah, you can you can live with Stone, Opacek, Perriman, Hollis. They're just kind of at depth, like I said. But the other losses are massive, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I still look at this para team on paper, and you still... I, I, I think Hodgson will be okay. Um, luckily, his game isn't really reliant on his athletic ability, and it's more just off his his football IQ. And as long as as long as the brain's still functioning, and you know he's he's still such a smart player that we know he is, I think he's he'll be all right. 
I think it's 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 really dependent on how they sort out this edge and how they sort out the rest of their pack now that they've lost so much of their pack. Yeah, I think this immediately rules them out of premiership contention. I think they might... You, you think they can contend for a premiership? Well, I just have to say that a lot of people have been saying this for a long time. And, you know, no one expected IPAP to come out and be this, the Dalian Sakamura of the year, and he, and he came from nowhere, and he was. Um, Maddo, everyone had their doubts about when he was coming from the Tigers, but, he, you know, he, he's the boot in origin since. Junior Paulo was like an outcast from Canberra when they took him in. Um, Sean Lane was unwanted in Manly. I think Lane signed away. Lane was good for Manly. Not as good as he was last year for Parra, yeah. but he was still good at Manly. I would have loved to have kept mine. But what I'm saying, like, para, for some reason they have this system that I, I've spoken about before and you've probably heard from plenty of people, that they just turn forwards into these world beaters. Like, even Nathan Brown was a bit of a re- rejected outcasted player and they turned him into a, like, origin contention forward. He played origin. Did he? Yeah, I mean, it was in that 2020 team when there were a lot of injuries and people having off-season oh, surgeries okay. after season, but he, he played Origin. Yeah. 100% he did. Well, that's... But yeah. when we lost to the quote-unquote worst Queensland yeah. team. Yeah, awesome. Glad we uh, rose that up again. Um, but, yeah, I think Hopgood, you know, playing in that system, and if, if Brad Arthur can get the best out of him, we've seen him in cup. Like, he just works his bum off every every single game. I have no doubt that, you know, I know people are calling him to debut for Queensland this year. I, I don't see that as realistic, but I, I definitely think he'll pull the Moran shirt on at some point in his career. I think so too, but I still don't think with all those losses, I'm going to rule them out of premiership contention. I think they'll be lurking around the bottom of the eight. They might even just miss out. I, I, I have them, I think, eighth. But um, I, I just can't get over those losses, man. The only... I, I I just want to say, I think they've done very well because at one point, like midway through last season, RCG was off contract. It looked like he was gone. Um, so was Dylan Maddo. Brown was off contract. Madison it looked like he was too. gone. Same as Madison. Um, Moses, they haven't locked up yet. But they, I know they're trying to at least. They've done Penasini as well. They've done very well to keep players that looked like they were gone, in all honesty. Yeah. Oh, I think RCG was heavily linked with the Dolphins, or maybe that was Madison. I think they both were. So, so they've done a good job in that regard. I just, I still think they've lost too much to be contenders. Oh, something needed to change at Power because they were always just kind of in and around the top four, but they were never seen as major premiership threats. I think something did need to change, but I'm not sure this is this was the way I would have gone. The, the one thing that I look at is uh, that, that back line. Now, we know Sebo and Gartho are locks, but I think... Oh, and Pennacini. Those other two positions are going to be pretty key. Now, they've got Dunster coming back from injury, Sean Russell coming back from injury, Wonga Blake's obviously now out with injury, Bryce Cartwright, if if he could have slotted him at centre, he's now out with injury. They've lost Nia Corey, who could have filled in at centre. Um, Bailey Simonson's there. I believe he may have... No, Simon Simmons in the centres. Yeah, a lot in the of grand final. Year. In the grand final, a he lot was, of yeah. last year as well. So, how, how do you go about that that back line? I think oh, 
So it's very hard because Russell only played one game last year. And obviously he was incredible. Oh, I just think you have to go Dunster. I think that's who they were trying before before he did his ACL, was it? Yeah. Before he did his ACL, yeah. they were making him their future winger. So I think Dunster gets that wing spot. Just that other center spot. And I, I think it has to go to Wonga Blake. He had that center spot before. But obviously, so many people were calling for him to get dropped when he was playing that center spot because his defense was very off. So maybe I'll actually go Simonson. Wonga Blake was good on the wing. I, I don't think he was Parramatta's best center. Well, from what from what I've heard, it, it it sounds like Sean Russell's actually leading the race for that wing spot. So maybe even you know Dunster's a pretty big body. So do you even consider pushing him into the centres? I definitely consider that. I think it's something that Brad Ellis is definitely going to have a look at. The other could there be a little bit of Hills Bulls bias going into it from Brad Arthur? So obviously his, his son played for Hills Bulls. He'll he'll know all the boys. Yeah. From there, no, Sean Russell. For Rhinos. Oh yeah, sorry, not Hills Bulls. Rhinos, Rios Hill Rhinos. Yeah. That's the one. Because Sean Russell came through that system as well. I'm not yeah. sure Dunster did. He may have been nah, very male white. Think so. No, he I didn't. Think so. Was it Penasini then? Yeah. One of them played for Rhinos. So. Yeah, one of them. They have a they have a string of it, obviously, because they're Western Sydney. Yep. But. Yeah, I don't think this offseason is as bad as everyone's making it out to be for Parramatta. I think, you know, if you sit back and look at it for face value, it's definitely not a win, but the fact that they you know, they filled spots and they fill voids with, with cheapish contracts helps them out a lot in terms of retainment and um, keeping their key players that they have there now and making sure this clean-out doesn't happen again. Happen again. I have one more question regarding Para. Um, and that's their bench. Do you, do you start Matto on an edge, or do you like to go with like a Murchie and bring Matto off the bench? I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. Look, firstly, I want to say I disagree with you with your off-season take. I, I think it's a major L, but um, oh, I can see why. If it all goes well for them, then it, you're right. It's not. It's obviously not a win, but they got cheapish contracts and re- replaced players. But as to your bench question, I think you have to go. It's going to sound outlandish, but I think you have to go Mitch Rain just while Hodjo yeah. gets. That's not outlandish at all. Gets it, yeah. But I'll, I, th- I think he'll go Arthur. I really do. I just. I think he'll go Arthur, but I, don't I, think I would he go Mitch Rain. I would I don't go Mitch Rain. Oh, I I liked Matto at thirteen last year a lot. So when they lost IPAP, it was a massive thing for me because I was gonna I was gonna have Lane IPAP Matto, but um I think now you have to play Matto at second row and I think you start Hopgood at lock if I'm being honest, and but, th- but then that leaves their bench with what Makatoa, Murchy, I... and like a Cartwright or a Nathan Brown. Which I'm not sure is a great bench. I would bring Madison off the bench. I think I've been conv- I've been persuaded into it. By who? By uh, by a lot of people talking about it, and oh, I don't think you can. I just I just think he's I too I think he's he too good to bring off the bench. He came off the bench last year. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he started second row. Played lock. 
And there was times it came off a bench when Nathan Brown was still playing there. How much of the season did Nathan Brown play? I don't know, but he's... It, and, it, you know, I think Maddo's a lot stronger in the middle and through the middle. And I think, especially that's, with the loss... That's why I would have him at lock if they still had iPad. But they don't. Exactly. So, that's so what I'm I think saying. you've got to have Maddo on the edge. You can't. For but, me... But who do you play at second row, then? I'd, I'd have to go Murchie. See, I don't know about Murchie. I don't even think he's getting... I, I wouldn't have even had him in my Warriors best 17 last year. He's shown flashes, though. I think maybe he just needs some consistent minutes, but I think Maddo's impact through the middle is better than what his impact would be on the edge, and I think... Yeah, no, I agree, I agree with you on that. For the, for the sake of that, I think you have to bring him off the bench. Would you consider Hop good second row? No. Yeah, I think if I was... Start, okay, if I was bringing Maddo off the bench... I wouldn't. I would have to put Cartwright in the other second row position. Like yeah, he's no, the only one that could. I would live up to starting second row I, quality. I, I would probably go uh, Cartwright too, but he's injured at the moment. That's the only reason. Yeah. I said I'd go Murchie. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, I guess. But they have heaps of players that could that could fill in there. So they've got a good junior system as well. If they yeah. want to bring someone up, yeah. There'll be some players that we don't know about. So so you're you're leaning towards Cartwright. I'd probably I probably still go Murchie. I'm still leaning towards Madison starting and um, Hopgood at lock. But if Maddo were to come off the bench, I'd lean towards Cartwright. So you're Maddo starter, yeah, and I'm Maddo bench. Okay, we've had we've had some different opinions this episode. We have some different opinions. I think Maddo's impact off the bench is just too much. So you go Mitch Rain, Maddo. Well, you go Mitch Rain. So my bench will be Mitch Rain, Ryan Madison, probably Makatoa. That last spot's a bit tricky because I'm probably starting Murchie and I don't know if I want. My bench. I'll go Bryce Cartwright as well. I don't even have Murchie in my 17. I think I have. I, think I have. Either. I have Makatoa, Nathan Brown, and um, Bryce Cartwright as my bench. Nathan Brown just won't play. I think he should. I don't know if he will, but I think he should. And once, if Hodjo ever gets to a point where he's playing 80 again, I'd even have Dejan Arce as my forehand. Because I, I think Mitch Rain will only be there to cover Hodjo's minutes because he's come off two significant injuries. Yeah, well, that's my that's my exact thought process by putting Mitch Rain there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really the only serviceable nine there. I know. I know Matt Arthur is there, um, at the moment, and maybe they could bring him up, but I doubt it. Me too. Unless, unless Brad Arthur decides he's going to push Dylan Brown to the centers, and then that was crazy. And then play Jake Arthur at six. That was crazy. So, what's your range of power? Five? Do you say five to nine? No, probably like. Seven to ten. That's I I I'll say five to nine. Okay. Oh, I'll say really I'll say six to nine. with the sharks. No, I say six. To, yeah. I think they could ten with the sharks. Do you know what I actually did here today? Because I know we won't talk about the sharks um today because we talk about, yep. we spoke about them in the last episode. Um, I heard that Wade Graham has been told that he will not be starting on the edge. I'm not surprised. I would start Teague Wilton as well. But, like, 
I don't even think Wade Graham should be in the 17 anymore. Well, that's what they said. They said be prepared to not even be in the 17. It looks like he's at six at trials because there's no there's nowhere else for him. Yeah. Because I, I right. definitely start Nakor and Teague Wilton after last season, and there's just so much quality on that bench. The McInnes, um Yeah, you're right. I'm, you're having, right. I'm having a mind blank now, but they got McInnes, they got Royce Hunt, they got Oregon Kafusi now. Exactly. They got Jack Williams. Colhoun. Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot to come off the they bench. They got a lot, and you know they can always use a different utility if they want to use Cameron McKinnis more as a middle. They got they got Trindle, they got Beryl, they got Heath Tracy. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're they're too stacked for Wade Grant. He, he's too over the last two years. He sat most of it on the sideline, and it's not like he's a like a. a top 10 player or anything like your yeah. turbos are obviously going to come straight back into the squad when they're yeah. fit even though they're injury prone Wade Graham he's getting older I, I just I just don't know if he's still still got it yeah well especially to start on a team that was second last year hey anyway, we're talking about para <laughs> I don't know, you just brought up the Sharks. Yeah, no, I was only, I was only saying that because soft spot for the Sharks I, was, so I can go wait, who was I talking ages. about? I don't know. You, what was I talking oh, about? You said uh, Parrot was six to nine, and then I was like, "Oh, oh sure. yeah. and, uh, yeah, they yeah. can't, can't compete with the Sharks." And then you're like, "Well, I just heard Wade Graham." Yeah, yeah, That's okay. where we're at. gotcha. Um, no, I think I think Parrot can compete with the Sharks. I, again, I think the Sharks are in a similar boat to the Cowboys, where all of their players had such uh, a breakout year to the point where it's probably hard for them to come back and be that 18 win side, but. I think I think Paris still have enough stardom in their roster that they can lift themselves up to about that six mark. I think they do too. I I just think the off season's been such an L for them, in my opinion. And I think a lot of other teams have got stronger. I think Sharks still look great. I think South Melbourne Roosters Penrith will obviously be up there. So I think six of the absolute highest. But I think more, a more realistic range for me is like seven, seven, seven to ten, as I said. Yeah. No, I I can agree with that. Next, who's up next? Penrith Panthers. So, oh. looking at the games here, they've got Luke Garner from the Tigers, Peachy from the Tigers, Hosking from Brisbane, and Jock Cogger from the Super League. Interesting signings. I think Garner will probably start on that yeah. edge, uh, filling in for yeah. kickout. Runs a good line. Um, I'd say he's good for the Tigers last year, and I think he could work wonders on that Penrith Penrith edge. I think he has a lot of upside to him on on that on that Penrith edge, like I just said. Yeah. Um, the only the only real question I have about well, oh, not about Garner, but about the the Penrith gains is, um, do they really fill the holes that they needed? No. no, they didn't. But they've got a stonking junior system that can cover just about yeah. anything. Yeah. I don't think they need to sign too much. I think they were having a few salary cap problems because obviously they brought so many guys from juniors that are on low contracts you can't upgrade them all yeah so, no you're probably right I, yeah. I really like Garner again in that system Peachy I, I, I'm not sure Peachy even plays yeah no well apparently he will but people I think are looking a bit too far into the past for when he was at Penrith and not looking at the player that he is now that was struggling to even make it into the Titans and the Tigers 17s so Again, I mean, if he comes out and plays back to his parent form, then 
you know, all the best to him. Yep. Zach Hosking is an interesting one I want to talk about because I'm very high on him. He'll definitely, he should be on that bench. I just don't know. I don't, where's the spot for him? Like, because Lenu's going to be there. Lenu, Sorensen, Hosking. You reckon? And they use. Well, I, I think Sorensen everyone knows by now that I'd start Lenu over Leota, but it's not going to happen. It's going to be Lenu. Lenu, Sorensen. Sony Luke will come off the bench or he'll start one of him or Mitch Kenny will play nine and one will come off the bench and then the last spot I think goes to Hosking the only, the only question I have surrounding that is that Sorensen came on at an edge quite a few times last year so do you think Cleary goes away from that and maybe I, sticks with Eisen who thought someone like that I think a lot of teams play two props off the bench and one second row. I think Penrith can afford to go away from that because I think Liam Martin can fill in a prop. Yeah. Quite often. Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't really think about that. And Jack Cogger is obviously the... Um, he'll just fill in when... Yeah, Oregon. the O'Sullivan. The O'Sullivan replacement. I don't think he'll play. I think they'll go with two, two nines, though. Yeah, they should because... Especially saying we discovered... Yeah. Yesterday, Sony Luke, 22 try assists. 20, I think it was 20 try assists in 19 games or something. 22 try assists in 20 games. From no. nine. We checked he wasn't playing in the highs or anything. From nine. This is ridiculous. And when you got guys that run lines like, like Garner. And so good close to the line like Fisher-Harris. Yep. When you even. Leota's good yeah. line as well. I even think they might start Sony Luke. Mitch Kenny keep coming off the bench. They might rotate him, you know. Yeah, I think they should. Uh, speaking of their nine situation, their losses. <clears throat> Api Corusau, Viliami Kikau, Isaiah Katoa, Robert Jennings, Jermaine Hopgood, Sean O'Sullivan, Charlie Staines, Christian Crichton. What's yeah. that? About nine losses? Yeah, look at that. Api Corusau, massive loss. Best line in the game, in my opinion. Just as good as Harry Grant. I know a lot of people won't agree with that, but I think he is. Yeah. His service is impeccable. His running game out of dummy half is impeccable. His defense is impeccable. There's nothing bad I can say about Api Corusau. He's just an all-round player. His service for Penrith was second to nothing. He really got them on the front foot early, and it was, it was a major reason why their attack was so good. Kikau, obviously, is going to be a big loss on that left edge. He helps kind of take on May, dominate, even though they're not really the most experienced pair. Big loss on that side. They haven't really replaced it. They've got a de- decent players, maybe Hosking Garner. Uh, Isaiah Katol to the Dolphins. Obviously, number one school schoolboy junior. He, he's a beast, right? But realistically, I don't think he was ever going to play. No. Behind Nathan Cleary, behind Jaron Luai. Yep. Even if he was playing 14, I don't think he would have been... Luan Cleary is so, so young. I don't think he would have been content with playing 14 his whole career. So I'm not sure it's too big a loss for them, despite how good he is. Um, o, o Sullivan, I think, is a big loss as well. I think he's going to be underrated because he filled in perfectly over that origin period. He's so, footy IQs to the roof. So did Hopgood as well. Hopgood is a big big loss. I'm not sure about Staines. I don't think Staines really came came to his own in that Penrith system. I was just about to say, we saw him tonight and what he could be. I I think he could be an incredible player. Obviously, he scored four tries on debut against the Sharks. I remember that a few years ago. I was watching that live. I thought this kid's going to be insane, but he really didn't impress me at all last year. 
Um, he filled in at fullback for a few games. I didn't think he was that good. I think sometimes the thing for me is he stood too far back. So when there was a line break, oh, not even just a line break, even a kick in behind, I, I'm just not sure how he played. And on the wing, he wasn't finishing great. He wasn't strong. But he, he looks good tonight. I think he could be good on this Tigers team. I just don't know. How much of a loss yeah. it's going to be for Penrith. Yeah, he just didn't really hit his strides in Penrith. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, um, Robert Jennings, Christian Crichton, I'm not too worried about. Is is Appy possibly the biggest loss in the entire comp? Yes. Yes, he is. You reckon? He's the biggest loss in the entire comp. The one, Wide Pap, shortly second. The wonders that he did for Cleary and Luai's career... He got he just got him started. So like straight away from the play of the ball, you get a hard run of like Fisher Harris up the middle. He got it, he could run in behind the defense, or he'd just give it off to Nathan Cleary or Jaron Lua early and they could just set up the play. He he's Yeah, his service he's is so elite. slick. Probably the best service in the game. Oh. I think so. Probably um, the best running game for a nine. Sir, service. So there's a lot of things that come under the banner of service. I, I I don't think he has the best, the best passing game for a hookup. But I think he. I think he, he has, does. No, nah, I think, but I but I think his decision making is yeah okay the best. I think his running game is second with Harry. Pretty Grant. underrated. It's if he met Damien Cook. Still. Maybe Danny yeah. Cook's prime. Yeah. No, no, no still. still. I'm not he's still sure there, bro. He's still up there, but I don't know if he's on Coruscant and Grant level in terms of running game. I'm, I'm high on Coruscant because oh, he, he, was, he yeah. was so underrated at Manly. Oh, that's why you're high on him, bro, because you're biased. I am. I love Happy Coruscant. <laughs> this guy's. He's, so... he's probably my favorite non Manly player. Yeah, he will be huge, though, for the Tigers, and he'll be a huge loss for Pembroke. I, I don't think... If I look at Sonny Luke and Mitch Kenny, right? Potential. I think Sonny Luke is the attacking hooker, and Mitch Kenny's the defensive hooker. Api is literally Mitch Kenny and Sonny Luke combined. Yep. Um, may, maybe, like, times two. Yeah, I'm with you. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for Premier to fill that hole again. I I feel like if you get Garner into the system where he's running the same lines as Kikau, uh, Garner's got pretty pretty underrated hands too. This uh, is gonna be extremely outlandish. Don't. It, this is gonna be extremely is outlandish. The, is this about to be Luke Garner's second row of the year? No. This is about to be something about Luke Garner. No. Okay. Good. I'm just getting ready for the backlash after I say this. Sean O'Sullivan is going to be as big a loss as Viliami Kikau. Oh, I do not. I don't know about that. The way he filled in for Cleary when Cleary was injured, yeah, while Cleary was suspended after that high shot on Dylan Brown, maybe he's one of the, his footy IQ is so high. He's kicking. He controls yeah. games so well. Yeah, but the but and he was coming off at fourteen. I just don't think you can that compare third him. half. You can't com- you can't compare Sean O'Sullivan to Viliami Kikau. Viliami Kikau is a better player and a more by reg- far more regular. By by far a better player than Sean O'Sullivan. 
But in terms of impact at Penrith, no, no I yeah, I don't. I disagree. think Sean O'Sullivan could be as big a loss for them as really Armour Kickout is. That's a very hot take. I did. Very I said take. that uh, before I even said it, and then I took three deep breaths in before I said it. But I think it that's could a, be. That's a very hot take. Um, and that's a lot coming from me because throughout his Warriors career, I thought he was the worst player in the game. Every week he was selected, I was like, bro, why is Sean O'Sullivan playing? Yeah, no, I remember that too. Every week. I was like, this guy is atrocious. He does nothing. He went to Penrith. And all of a sudden... And he just proved me wrong. A mastermind. Um, the last the last kind of loss... Uh, Christian Crime was just there for depth. We, we touched on Hopgood. Could Hopgood have been... Uh, he wasn't really on the bench, was he, at all, so... I think they've got a lot of forward depth anyway, even if over yeah. that origin period. Yeah. They've got a few up-and-coming guys. They've got a lot of guys that can just fill the hole for a few games. Eisenhuth, uh, Hassett's a young gun. Guy is a young gun coming through. I think they've got a lot that can replace what Hopgood was to them. Yeah. But I think in terms of... Maybe future, he might be a bit of a loss because obviously he's dubbed one of the next Queensland players. But I, I, I think the big three are Coruscant, Kickout, O'Sullivan. So basically the same one to seventeen from last year. Probably slot Hosking and Garner in. Yep. Garner starts or Hosking starts. Garner starts. I think he will fit into that Penrith team a lot better. No Sorensen. Sorensen doesn't start. No. I think Sorensen continues to come off the bench. I, I I would agree with you just because he can do more in the middle. Yep. And he he, he can work harder in the middle than a Garner or a Hoskin could. They're, they're way more suited to the edge. Yep, I believe. I, I, I'm with you on that one. So, minor premiers again? Back to back to back? I think so, but I don't think... I think last year I was Penrith winning the comp. There's no doubt about it. Their team's too stacked. I think this year there's actually going to be... Is it a, a lot more competition for it. Yeah. I think that I do have the minor premiers just. Yeah. But I, I, I could see a Melbourne, a South or a Roosters taking them down come finals time. I mean, it's definitely not unrealistic, is it, at all? No. I think Penrith are probably rightfully favourites. Yeah. Well, they deserve they're, they're to be They're back-to-back the back premiers. Played, yeah. They've still got a lot of players... Crichton, Cleary, Lua, Yo, Martin, uh, uh, Dylan Edwards, Toa. I can keep going. They've got heaps of stars. Yeah. I think Tago will be even better this year. May will be even better this year. The team is still scary. Oh, it's, yeah, it's still a powerhouse. So I'm saying that they're top four locks, premiership contenders, probably minor premiers. That's my prediction for them. Yeah, I'm about the same. I do have a couple question marks on their coaches, though, because obviously they did lose Webster and they did lose Serraldo. So whether or not that has an impact on the way they play their footy and the way they train, we're going to have to wait and see till round one. Moving on to... Next team. From one end of the spectrum to the other. St. George, Illawarra Dragons. Both of our wooden spoon picks, is it? Unfortunately. Ins Jacob yeah. Little from the West Tigers. I'm not high on this guy at all. I know a lot of people are. I think he shows glimpses of, uh, you know, you know. I'll go through all the losses. We'll talk about them after. Yeah. So we've got Zane Musgrove. Oh, sorry, Gaines, Little and Musgrove from the Tigers. Nick Louis Tossa. I'm not sure where he's come from. And Ben Murdoch Masilla from the Warriors. 
not big signings, in my opinion. Both guys, all guys that were struggling to make the 17 on their normal team. Before that. Yeah, it's a bit... I feel bad for Dragons fans because they just get negativity every time anyone ever talks about them. I actually feel bad. I feel bad. And I've wa- you know what? I like the Dragons. But for some reason, I still feel like they're going to finish like 12. They'll, they'll manage to do it. Like, they I was listening to this thing the other day. There were two wins off South last year, which is ridiculous oh, yeah, in ri- itself. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I've predicted them to be the Wooden Spooners for so long, but this year it just feels like this is the this is the time it's going to happen. This is the time it's going to blow up. Uh, they've, they've just got no punch in their pack. I don't mind their, edge, their edges and their lock. Their back seven's pretty average outside of Ben Hunt. If they're all firing, then it's if probably a top 10 back. You could say that about any team at the moment, I think. Yeah, probably. But I just think, oh, I don't know. I'm going to talk about their gains. Jacob Little, you're a Tigers fan, so you know a lot about this as yeah. well. Yeah. I think he showed glimpses of being great, but I think he's, I'd say, a little bit lazy. Uh, he's just had a half, lot of injuries. Half so. the time, he's not even at dummy half. His defense is a little bit iffy. I'm not too sure. I, like, I was calling for Simkin to play every more year. I'm not too sure about Jacob Little. I think he'll start at nine this year. I think that's pretty much a lock. Zane yeah. Musgrove, again, another guy with that showed glimpses of being great, but um, just kind of hasn't hit. Kind of hasn't hit the ground running. Hasn't lived up to his potential. Nick Louis Tosso, I, I honestly can't. I can't comment on him because I've. I haven't seen him play. No, neither. Um, and Ben Murdoch Masilla, 2021, I, I think was actually a very good year for Ben Murdoch Masilla. Apart from the fact that he, who, whose leg did he break? Laurie? Dean Laurie's. Broke Laurie's leg. I know he didn't mean to, but the hip drop tackle. 2021 was a great year for Murdoch Masilla. I thought he was one of the best up and coming props or second rounds in the game. Up and coming? The dude's like 32. Okay, okay not. Not up and coming, but like, like most improved. Yeah. Or like he was going, he's he's starting to hit his prime, and then um. Prime. Yes. Thirty years old. Okay, but it was his prime. It's the best foot he's ever played. Nah, he played better at the time, isn't it? I disagree completely. But anyway, twenty twenty two was a write off for him. Barely made the seventeen most games. I'm not too sure about this recruitment from the Dragons, especially after a, another underwhelming season last year of just kind of being stuck in the middle. I'm not sure they'll move forward this year. They've got a few losses. Jackson Ford, George Burgess, Farmer Sully, Jack Kajeski, Andrew McCulloch, Tarek Simpson, Josh Maguire. I'm not sure any of those losses are too massive, from being honest. It's just a little bit of depth. Tarek Sims is probably the biggest one there. He's that punch that I'm... I thought they needed, but they seem to just get rid of more. I I don't understand the Dragons front front office head coach. I, I just I mean I understand why you let Maguire go. Um, uh, he was on a pretty significant contract. I understand why McCulloch retired. He was old and had a, he was battling with a couple injuries. Um, George Burgess again. I understand he was kind of. Um, had some off uh, off the field dramas last year, which he was kind of struggling with. I don't get 
why uh, uh, Tarek seems I kind of understand as well that they kind of want to use Sewer and Bird and bring all the, the Fibber Mariners through Jack Gods again didn't really play for them so I understand that I'm just looking at Pharmacilli and Ford now Ford's only like 24 and I, I think he's got a little bit about him he can be a solid first grade footballer um, same as Pharmacilli again they didn't it's not like they lost Ben Hunt or they lost... Who else could I even say? Moses Suli. Um But they still lost more than they gained. And for a team that's kind of short on depth, that's probably something that you don't want. Yeah, I was going to say, you look at their gains and losses. I don't think one completely outweighs the other. But they just needed to bring in someone big, or at least try to go for someone big. They weren't even in the news for a star player or anything. They yeah. were this year. Yeah. For Nano, well, they they, yeah. They're in the race for him, apparently. But um, you look at the losses, it probably outweighs the gains a little bit. But I just don't trust... I don't trust the club's decisions. They're trying to. They were trying to get rid of the Illawarra name at some point, which was horrible. They don't play their juniors. Sullivan should be starting at six this year. Sloan yeah. should have been fullback all year last year. Uh, um, Ramsey was good though. Like Ramsey, Ramsey was good. He wasn't a slouch. Yeah, he wasn't a slouch. Was, but I think Tyrell good. Sloan could be something special. A lot of their yeah. juniors, they're just waiting way too long to bring in unless they absolutely have to. Um, I'll list two players right now. They move players around way too much. They they need to start trying to get combinations sorted. Jack Bird played fullback, center, six, hooker, second row, lock, and 14 last year. That's seven different positions last season. Moses Embai played fullback, center. Um, he played a, bit of, five, he played a bit of half, yeah. Did he play halfback? Oh. I'm going to say no. Maybe over origin period. I think he may have over origin period played seven. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit loud. Yeah. Seven, nine, right. and utility. That's six positions. They're moving their guys around too much. Yeah. Oh, right. They're just making you're poor right. decisions. Um, they haven't really picked up anyone. They've lost a little bit more than they gained. They needed to fill holes. They haven't. I just can't see any positives about this off-season for the Dragons. And, and Amon's gone. He's in his... Um, he's on no-fault stand-down after he attacks on with a hammer. So, that's Alleg- another loss. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly attacks on with a hammer. Oh, it's been rough for the Dragons. Been a rough off-season for the Dragons. And, and they've actually decided to play Bird at six. This year I as well, and I they got Sullivan, who I don't understand that is an absolute beast of a player. Yeah, coming through, and who, who are they going to play chance. second row now? Murdoch with Philip, Burns, yeah, would you, would you, Big Ben. I thought I thought Bird was coming into his own at second row. Finally, yeah, he found a position. They found a position where they kind of kept him for a little bit, and they just moved him. They're moving him against the six. Yeah, no, the Dragons just. Struggling. All right. Uh, um, oh. I think we've harped on about the Dragons in every opportunity that we've yeah. talked about and we've harped on about. I don't want to. It's just... It's just what I think. Yeah. Anytime we go on the Dragons, I literally have nothing positive to say about the Dragons. Yeah, well... They've got some good young guys coming up. Lomax is still young. Sullivan's still young. 
Sloan's young, Sully's young, Fino's young. Oh, they've got a promising future. It's just about them now. Yeah, if their front office makes smart decisions, they 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 were on the projectory come 2022. Maybe not 2022. Oh, yeah, it was 2022. I actually predicted them to get up the order a little bit, and then after that, they were going to push into the eight and then the four. I saw a future for them. They looked yeah. good. Their That's... signings were sewer, sewer. They were heading in the right direction. Yeah. And then they just failed for me last year. Uh, I, I I think if you look at the teams that finished above them, they were, the roster that they had was definitely better than the Dragons roster. I think so, but... Ugh. I think the Dragons won a lot of scrappy games. Yeah. I don't. I think they won a few, but they didn't really impress me a lot at all. I, I honestly, yeah, if right. you were to ask me, if I if I didn't know what the ladder was, I never looked at the ladder throughout last season. I probably would have told you, yeah, they probably came like fifteenth or something. Because at no point was was I like, yeah, the Dragons are probably a threat for the eight now. Nah, they weren't, and they finished with two less wins than the house. Yeah. That's still crazy to me the fact that they the the, the they're, dragons they're just Wollongong specialists. They're Wollongong merchants, mate. They don't win anywhere else. Alright. Next team. Sp- speaking speaking of two wins behind rabbits, we're onto the rabbits now. South. Now look at their gains. It's just a white page. That's their Burgess games. would love it. They they literally gained it. It's white out. They didn't gain anyone. They didn't gain anyone. They already signed a few guys. Yeah. No, Walker, their, their, maybe? Their retention's key. Their retention's key. Uh, they did lose Mark Nichols, Jackson Pollock, Cody Nicarima. I don't think they're too stressed about that. Mark Nichols, a bit of a loss, but... I mean, Again, with, I, I don't think it's too game-changing, especially when they've brought in guys like Saluka Fafita, Mawali's coming up. Nicarima, they've got a bunch of 14. Tavili, I know he just got injured. Mamazelis, Taft can play yeah. 14. Yeah. They're not stressing about that. Jackson Paulo probably wasn't fitting into that South team as good as they, they hoped, but they've got Isaac Thompson, they've got Carlo Carlo that can fill in. Yeah, they've got heaps. They got They're heaps. not stressing about those losses. They're, they're, so even though in front of us we've got no gains and three losses, I'm still going to say they had a good off-season because they retained a lot. Well, they kept... What, did they did they re-sign Elias at all? I think they did. I think they kept Walker and Latrell. Cook. And Latrell, Walker. yes, Latrell. It's what a good offseason. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think they needed to do anything. They had a lot of injuries last year, hence why they were. What was I going to say? Hence why they were seventh. But um, yeah, I think they're challenging for the top four. When did they lose in the finals last year? Prelims again. Prelims to Penrith. Yep. Yep. Not a not a not a bad innings at all. Exactly the team that won. The premiership in the end. Did they get flogged? Or was it a close one? I feel like it was a close one. I feel like it was a close one too, yeah. Um, just touching on the the Mark Nichols loss, I, w- I would have looked at it a bit differently had they had to toll or not have just exploded as this absolute wrecking ball of a forward through the middle. So, yeah, I, I think it's all right. I think they can live with it, especially if they've got young guys like Mawali and Saluka Fafita who can fill that role too. So I think they're, they're chilling. I know it doesn't matter too much, but they did get flogged. Oh, my bad. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Penrith were second to none last year. They flogged Parra in the grand final as well. So. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't. Well, Penrith yeah. were up 12-0 as well. That's a bit iffy. 
What? They're up 12 0 and they lost 32 12. But... Oh, who says we're up 12 0? Yeah. Oh, that's horrendous. I remember actually thinking because as a Manly fan, I have a deep hatred for the Parramatta Eels. And I was praying. I remember watching the Penrith South game. Now, I was like, mate, I want Penrith to win this game because I know that they will beat Para. I think Para will. I was thinking Para have a chance against South. I don't want Para to have a chance. That, that, now I That's like double hating, bro. I do. They're my least. Okay. But Para fans at home, you guys are my least favorite team. I will try to stay as non biased. Like. When I like something, I'm biased with them. But when I dislike it, I would try and stay as non-biased as possible. I don't know. I just put your seventh to tenth, and that you had a shit off season. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. I, I can't believe you're so biased, bro. Right. I would never be so biased as a Tigers fan. Who could I even be biased against? We have no rivals because everyone, t- every team just flogs us. No, oh, bro, you'll be good this year. So you, you'll, oh, yeah. you'll gain some bias. You've got smoke. Hopefully against Parramatta. Looking good. South, Isaac Thompson starts on the right. Any other changes? Who's your 14? Never have Billy's out. My 14's Mamazelos, but I yeah, think ta- I think Tap is too hard to keep out. Good man. But it's going to be, I think, realistically, it's Mamazelos. Uh, bench? Probably, I got Burgess into the whole Totola starting. I have Saluka Fafita starting, actually. Wow. So I'm going to bring Burgess off the bench. Then I think you go Liam Knight, I think I had. Yeah. And Sele, but Sele's injured now, isn't he? Did Hump Sele get injured? I thought he did. I didn't even see that. Let me have a look. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Oh, you got it? Yeah. I swear he was picked in the All-Star game. No, he's he's playing in it's it's Havili that got injured, bro. He's All playing, right, who was my South seventeen then, bro? I mean, yeah, for me, for me, the bench has got to be, oh, yeah, Mamanzella's fourteen, um, Mawali. Oh, I know I've gone. I, I know I went Taff. Saluka so for Peter probably. I know I definitely went Taff, but um. We'll see what I put here. I put Tom Burgess. Oh, I put Mowali with Liam Knight and Tom Burgess on the bench. Yeah. No, I think that's probably. Standard. I think either way, these guys are top four. To be honest. Yeah. No, they will be. There's too much attacking uh, attacking star power in that team for them not to be. Yeah. Hey, as long as they stay injury injury free. Yeah, no, that's that's sweet. Yeah, they'll be top four. I don't know much else to say. They've literally gained no one and lost three. So I think we've done well to talk about them for as long as we have. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not that hard to pick their team either. It's probably just running it back again. They were successful last year, made a prelim final. Do you think they have any chance of the minor premiership or do you think they're just top four? I think they have a chance. I'm going to go for Ilias... Has a little bit more of a breakout year than he did last year. Cook and um, Walker stay uh, as they've been for the past few years. Latro has a good year and he's there consistent. I think there's a chance. I don't think it's unrealistic, but I also don't think it'll happen. I think they'll be third or fourth. I think Penrith and Roosters are my top two. Yeah, but, that's the same with me. But yeah, I can see a world where South are minor premiers. Yeah, I don't think it's... 
too unrealistic to expect that for Souths. Nah, I'll maybe just rule them out of minor premierships in contention. They're definitely in my top four. I just don't know if they have the draw to. Yeah, that's fair to enough. Push top four. Uh, to push minor premiership. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think they'll be a minor premier. Yeah. I don't think they'll be minor premiers, but um. I don't see them finishing outside the top four though. Neither do I. Moving on to my minor premiers, the Sydney Roosters, who have gained Brandon Smith, Jackson Polo, Corey Allen, and Jake Turpin. Apart from the cheese, it's fine. I think Jake Turpin and Corey Allen are two players that will probably won't get play time. Uh, I think they're probably just depth. Uh, but I think if um, Brandon Smith goes down, I think you've got... Um, oh, you know what? Connor Watson's gone down, so Turpin might actually become the second string nine. Yep. Unless you play Drew Hutchinson there yep. or something. Uh, especially now that Verrills is gone as well. Um, Corey Allen, probably not. I think you've got guys like Nagama... Um, uh, Billy Smith can fill in for a game or so. Momorowski, I don't think Corey Allen will get too much game time. I think Paulo slots in on the other wing because Suwali will play center. Um, I don't think that's too bad. I think you can chuck anyone on that wing and they won't do too bad. As long as he's good defensively, they'll be all right with that. Yeah. Brandon Smith is obviously their main sign in there and I think he'll be good for them at nine. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he'll be good, but I think it'll take a while for him to get adjusted to a new role and a new system and new players and new playing group. Yeah, um, obviously he's a completely different player to Verrills. I think he yeah. fits into their pack a lot. He brings that kind of mongrel that like the Lodges and the Collins and the Raria Hargraves, Radley, he fits in well with them. Uh, I'm just not sure he's going to take on that nine spot like the role that Verrill's play just get it out to your players as early as possible I think yep. he'll go for more scoots out of dummy half um, most likely yeah his service isn't exceptional so that could hurt the roosters a little bit but yeah. um no you're right you're right yeah I think he's a good he's a good pick up for them regardless um, Nat Butcher or Satili Tupanua for that starting second row I think Satili Tupanua is not back for round one no he's not I don't think so he's back for about I think, 10 I think Butcher starts and then they probably bring Tupanua off the bench when he's back yeah but I think Tupanua was very very he, he runs a very good line he broke the line a lot he's a very hard hard man to tackle he's kind of got a weird body body shape to tackle yep. he runs hard so I think he will retake that spot from Butcher come the end of the season but I think they ease him back into it yeah no and Butcher's certainly good enough to start so it's not going to be too much of an issue to ease him back into the game yeah I think Butcher was good last year I'm not sure if he was worth the origin contention that he was in talks for but Tupinu is a try scoring machine almost when he's on that edge, so it's it's gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a bit of a headache for Robbo um to work that out actually. So you 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 were talking the other day about JWH coming off the bench. I think so. He came off the bench a lot um last season when uh Siwa Takeaho was playing and they had Lindsay yeah. Collins and Takeaho. I think he just provides a little bit of mongrel off the bench. Uh, that's pretty much it. So we've spoken about Verrills. I honestly don't mind which 
because obviously it's going to be Lodge, Collins, and Rory Hargreaves this year. I really don't mind who starts and who comes off the bench. I think it's yeah. the same either way. Yeah, so we've spoken about Verrills, who they lost, obviously, um, and Siwatakeaho, sorry. Uh, Oliver Gilder ran off a Tony as well. Not, not too sure not too much. Them. Yeah, they replaced them, basically. And, uh, Sam, Sam Verrills will be a bit of a loss because yeah. you can't just slap a bunch of stars on a team and expect them. Like, obviously, they're going to be good because it's, it, it's a bunch of stars, right? But you need those role players to just play their role to be successful as a team because you can't have too many ball-hungry players always on the same. You see, you see that in every sport, basketball, footy, Soccer, you know, football, I should say. But um, yeah, you need that role player just yeah. to just to do their thing, and Verrills was perfect for that. Yeah. No, yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. I think Verrills probably fit the Roosters system a little bit more than the Cheese, but we get to see the Cheese play for them. So. And see, while Taukaelho was cracking two hundred meters quite often last game, yeah. Yeah. but obviously they've. Like we said, they've got Lodge, Collins, Rory Hargreaves. Certainly, all could be starting quality props. So, I um, don't think they're stressing too much about losing Taukeaho, but he's a little bit of punch that they've lost off the bench that they haven't actually replaced. Uh, also, maybe losing a little bit of kicking because he was kicking when he was on the field. Walker's going to have to become that full-time, yeah. full-time goal kicker. Yeah. So, um, You're right. That's all I've got to say about the Roosters. I think they will be premiership contenders, could fight for the minor premiership as long as their season isn't plagued with injuries it seems to be every year now. Yeah, and suspensions too. Yep. Injuries and suspensions. I've got the Roosters minor premiers, I said that uh, as we started talking about them, but yeah, the latter range I got written down here is one to four. I don't see them missing out on that minor premiership uh, race. I don't see them missing out on the top four again. I think there's too much star stardom and talent in that team for them to just to miss that top four i'm with you there so the next team we have second last team team, new zealand warriors big big list the next two are yeah huge list look oh we've seen people say that they're breaking even and just they just have it yeah in my opinion they are the outright third best off season this year yeah Mitch Barnett yeah. from the Knights, quality. Marada Neokore from Parramatta, quality. Luke Metcalf, well, he's not experienced. He's been quality in every NRL game he's played. I'm confident on every NRL game, but his teams just haven't given him a starting chance or he hasn't fit into the team. Dylan Walker from Manly, playing some of his best footy since since his Dallium uh, centre of the year days. Tamari Martin from the Broncos, obviously a big comeback year last year. Nickel Clockstat, who hasn't really uh, played consistent footy in the last two years. I thought he was disappointing in 2021. Didn't really play throughout 2022. But before that, he was a quality fullback. Probably top five. Yeah. Jackson Ford and Brian yeah. Willie Army as well mm-hmm. coming into the team. So a lot of quality gains into the team. Great gains. It really strengthens basically the spots that they need to fill. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to emphasize... Quality signings that fill what they needed. They've already got a quality pack. They're, they've added yeah, yeah. Nia Cora and Barnett to their bench. Just solidifies it. And then you got players 
that they needed to boost their creativity. Luke Metcalf, Dylan Walker, Tamari Martin, um, Nickel Clockstat. All shifty, agile players that can ball play, can control a game. I I, I really like the offseason the Warriors have had. Well, from what we saw from them tonight too, look, they look very good and they right. look like they're playing a more expensive brand of footy. And, you know, if you want to play an expensive brand of footy, especially through the middle, then you look at Dylan Walker as spot on what you want. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. They obviously do have a few losses. You and Aitken, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the game. Uh, it was quality for them in the uh, centers in the second row. God, if they could have kept him, that's you and Aitken Vilea yeah. as their center pretty pairing. Good, that would yeah. have been incredible. Pretty, pretty good. So I think that's a bit of a loss. Obviously, Reese Walsh is going to be a loss, but um, I ain't bringing in tomorrow, Martin and Nickel Clocks. That kind of covers that pretty well. Elias Catal was an up-and-coming... Uh, second roller, but I think they've replaced that with Barnett and Neocore pretty well, who aren't the oldest guys either. And then they've lost Penne, Murchie, Murdoch, Masilla, Otukolo, and Kepu. Again, yeah, I don't think I, I I don't know how you're saying they broke. I don't know how anyone could say they broke even here. I mean, Reese Walsh. If we're talking about potential, then yeah, but for what he offered last year, I think he scored a total of 104 points as they go to point scorer and a goal kicker so make of that as you will two tries as well like yeah. he was quite clearly their best player but it was just hard when all the pressure's on him right yep I but think what? the fact that they've been able to do this and bring all these players in has taken the pressure off their spine a lot and especially Sean Johnson I think it'll help him to operate a bit more freely yeah like I, you said I think it's a top tier off season I think you and I can and Reese Walsh are losses. You and I can, can obviously fill in in that pack if anyone goes down. Yeah. And he can play. They've got good center depth. So if he has to go to second row, they can fill in with a center. Or he can just fill in as a center. He's a very underrated yeah. player. Yeah. Runs hard, makes meters, scores tries. He, he does everything. I think he's a loss. Reese Walsh obviously is going to be a loss. He, he, I think if they kept him as well. They don't freakish. I'd even say Ellie With that Katoa. creativity. Yeah. Well, Ellie Katoa is a Ellie bit of a loss, but a I think they've lost, covered it well. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you. Uh, the rest of them I see is like a little bit of depth depth loss, but again, I Some think they've covered players. it. Yeah. No, I'm happy with the Warriors offseason. I mean, they've gone out and done exactly what they need to do. I think they extended just to Vunga as well. So, you know, that helps them out a little bit with their, their bench and with their rotation. I'm just really keen to watch this Warriors team all kind of gel together too. I think they're one of the more smoky teams, not necessarily for the eight, but just to improve. Um, I've seen a lot of people taking them from the spoon, and I just don't I don't think they will get the spoon. I've seen so many predict them for the spoon. I can't see a world where they get the spoon. Yeah, I can't see a world where this team gets a wooden spoon. It's either. I think it's Dragons or Dolphins, to be honest. This team is better than the Dolphins. 100%. This team is better than the Dolphins. A lot of people will sit there and say, oh, my club, look at this lineup we have. There's so many decent players in there. There's like a one star. Like, we're not going to get the spoon. But you can say that about every team this yeah. season. Yeah. There's not a team that yeah, doesn't I look decent. Like, I even the Dragons, I know we harped on about them. Yeah. They've still got guys like Sully, Lomax, Bird, Hunt, Sua. Like, they've got solid players, but it's just every team has that now. 
yeah, I don't think there's any bona fide like certainty to be the spoon. I think neither do it, I. It, it just comes down to draw actually and just consistency. I think Warriors have a tough draw to start the year. It eases off as the season goes on, but I think that'll benefit them anyway. Yeah. While they while they get into the groove of things, my prediction for them, if I'm being realistic, if I'm a Warriors fan, I want to see them finish tenth to fourteenth. I had ten to fifteenth. I would be happy with that as a Warriors fan. You're going in the right direction. It's not going to come straight away. Obviously, have a good off season next year. Um, get into it for the next season. Push to the eight the year after. And just work your way up from there. Just natural progression. But, I, look, I'm not sure it's realistic. But I can see a world where they fight for the eight. Yeah. I can I see a world know. where that happens. I don't know if I would expect it if I'm a Warriors fan just yet. It's I think it's a bit early for them. But I can see a world where this team fights for the eight. The The last question I have about the Warriors is how... how, how so we know Fenua Blake is the starting prop. Yep. How do you feel out the the the, the and Wade Egan's probably the hooker? Wade Egan or Lossick. Yeah. So how do you fill out the 10, 11, 12, 13, in your opinion? Look, my 11 and 12 are near Corey, and um, Curran. Actually, yeah. no, 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 no. Near Corey and Barnett, and my 13 is Curran. Curran really progresses like a ball player last year. I think he could definitely fill in at 13. I want Torhu Harris as my other prop just because he played a lot of prop last year and well actually I thought they were I, I didn't want Bunty to start because I, I had Bunty as my only other prop yeah start on my bench last year and yeah. I didn't really like that uh, so otherwise I wouldn't have had a prop on my bench yeah so that's why I want to talk to Harris there but I think I still want him starting prop and then you bring Bunty off the bench and you bring Ale off the bench the way he played tonight I think he's going to force his way into the 17 and I think you probably have Jazz Tavaga or Bailey Siren as your other bench player there with Dylan Walker at 14 yeah no I'm I'm, I'm with you I, I don't I'm think Bunty should start I love his impact off the bench he comes on with just all this energy and he just charges I like Bunty off the bench definitely maybe Tom Arley starts and um uh, Tohu Harris pushes to lock Curran's a second row and then you can bring a Barnett or an Air Corey off the bench possibly that could be stronger yep but um th- there's a lot of avenues the Warriors can go in terms of their pack and um bench I think they've got a very strong a very strong forward pack yeah as they have every year yeah for me I'd probably go Fenua Blake Egan Arley probably has got my starting spot right now and then it's probably Oh, near Corey, Harris, Barnett, because I've seen them, they're really, it seems like almost reluctant to, to play Josh Curran at all. Yeah, and obviously Curran's going through a court case right now as well. Yeah, so, so he's struggling too. Yeah, Um. what was the other thing I was going to say? I had something in my head, but I've lost it now. So, um... I guess we'll move on if it pops back up into my head. Yeah, all right. Our uh, last team is the Tigers. I'm saying it here. I've said it every episode. It's not even close. They have had the best off season. A lot of people have the Bulldogs over them. I don't know how. 
Let's, let's, let's read these games. You've got Clemmer from the Knights, obviously, in that Hastings swap. Happy Coruscant to Penrith. Ipap from Para. Staines from Penrith. Uh, Knox coming back from Melbourne. Bateman from the Super League. Tristan Riley's being promoted. Uh, Josh Folletti, Young Gun from Manly. Wakeham and Will Smith as... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, depth. Yeah. You look at Bulldogs versus Tigers games, all right? Let's look at um, the second rowers they got. IPAP versus Kikau. I think you give that to IPAP. I think Kikau's not too far behind, but IPAP wins that one. Bateman versus Andrew Davey. I mean, I love Andrew Davey. I think he's very underrated, but Bateman, yeah. one of the best second rowers in the yeah. game when he was here, had an outstanding World Cup. I think you give that to Bateman as well. Uh, you look at the nine they got. I put Appy Corrissey above Raid Marnie. Yeah. And that pretty much covers all the Bulldogs' main signings. I'd have Tim Sheens, a premiership winning coach, over Serraldo, an unproven yep. assistant coach. Yeah. Um, and then um, Noff's coming back from Melbourne. You still got uh, Staines coming in. I think I'd have him over Perham. Yeah. I, I don't see how the Bulldogs have had a better offseason. Um, I think, you know, for me, you can't really do the one-on-one comparison between between players. Um, I think it's but, more just who fits the needs of the team. And I think the Tigers have... The Tigers have filled exactly yeah, what they need. Exactly what they need. And so have the Bulldogs, to be fair. Yeah. But the Bulldogs still have a lot they need to fill. Yeah. They still have a seven they need to fill. They still need a... I mean, they've got Crichton for next year, so they don't need a fullback anymore. But going into this season, they do at least. Um, if you're counting Crichton towards the Bulldogs off season this this season, then I, I guess it's pretty close with the Tigers. Yeah. But I'm not counting it towards this this off season because they haven't picked him up for this off season. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I I agree with what you're saying. Um, because o- otherwise, you don't count Marnie and kick out towards this one because they signed last year. You count them towards the 2022 one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be consistent. Um, exactly. Yeah, oh, I love how the Tigers have recruited, especially bringing Sheens back in. I think that's a huge, um, that's a huge move um, for, for the Tigers. They've cleaned out the players they needed to as well. Cleaned out, brought in better players. They needed a clean out. Everyone wanted a clean out. Last year, they they tried a lot of things that didn't work. They sacked their coach. They made a new logo. That's not the change people were talking about. This is the change they needed, and. Apart from Hastings, that I don't, I don't see a massive loss there. And you know what? If I lost Hastings for nothing, I think I would have been a bit more like, mm, like that's the the one staying on the offense. They got back, but and they, now yeah. they have the best pack in the comp. Oh, again, that's oh, come a, on, that's a man. big call. Clemmer, Offer, Ipat, Bateman. Then you got young guns like Pole off the bench. You still got Twall there, who's very solid. Stefano who was literally in the New South Wales camp not too long ago. Less than a year, was it? No, he was two years, 2021? Yeah. He was in yeah. the Origin camp, and he had a down year last year. I think he spent quite a long stint on the sidelines through injury through the middle part of the season. Yeah. And then struggled to get back into that team. But they also they also brought in Filetti, who manly were livid to let go because yeah. he, was, he was their... They wanted... Yeah. Folletti and um, Kula is their centre pair- pairing long term. For the future, hey, yeah. And Folletti was the captain of Manly's undefeated SG Ball side. I won Harold Matz with them too. 
He scored five. Uh, was it five or six tries? Six. I feel like it was six tries against Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, I just I can't get over how good the Tigers have been this off season. Um, I think they'll definitely be competing for the eight this year, and future wise, they definitely should be competing for the eight twenty twenty four twenty twenty five and from the future there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they're definitely on a rush, you know, because you got they got young guns. IPAP, who's still twenty four, Sean Bloor, who's still young, Matamua, who's still young, Offers Pole, not who's old. still young, Offers like twenty seven, Dewey is still what twenty four, maybe twenty five this year. In your main rotation, you don't have an old player. Yeah, apart from Appy, who's thirty. Yeah, and Appy doesn't even look close to slowing down. Yeah. No. Yeah, I reckon he could play for another four or five years minimum. Yeah, and the way and exactly and the way he plays the game is like he doesn't he doesn't rely on any exactly. attribute of his youth. It's more like he, he just plays the game with his brain. I'm with you. I, I think the Tigers like I said, they'll be fighting for the eight this year. If they can bring in Moses yeah. for twenty twenty four. I've already told you if they bring in Moses, I know you think it's a big call. Yeah. They're almost top four locks for me if they bring in Moses. Because I'm not high on Brooks. I think you're competing for the eight this year. And I think Brooks is one of the worst halfbacks in the comp at the moment. Uh, At the moment. If you... I I could see him actually playing well behind this pack. And because they've actually... The front office has actually given him a solid roster to play with. Yeah. And I don't... I think that's something that the Tigers have kind of failed Luke Brooks by in recent times and that could be why he hasn't played at his absolute potential so he could live up to it this year but I, I think Mitchell Moses is a significant upgrade to Luke Brooks oh yeah but you, you do know that if, if Moses does end up going to the club that he's um he's going to play with Brooks Brooks is not getting moved on if they get Moses Brooks will go to six but yeah. I don't mind that No, he's not the one steering the team around the park then he can just kind of play his game off Mitchell Moses, which I think he did best. Wasn't that when he was Dallium halfback of the year? Next to Mitchell Moses? No, no was he was next to Lola Hill. It's next to Lola Hill? Yeah, it was the year after Moses left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still good. Was he still good next to Moses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And then. That's what they were building off. I think Dewey then has to move to fullback if you get Moses. All the centers. I think if the Tigers put Dewey in the centres, he will leave the club. Yeah. I don't think he'll want to play centres. Yeah, you probably Or Or you just get the Lebanese halves in Dewey and Moses and you either let Brooks go or you play him at 14. Yeah, I I, I don't see... But Dewey's a gun fullback. No, I love him at fullback and, you know, I think that he he should probably be invested more as a fullback by Sheens and by the club. Um, my only question around him at fullback is his 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 speed. But I think you can get that out of Brooks and Moses anyway because they're definitely not slouches in terms of pace. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, we're talking about Moses for 24. Like we said, we wouldn't talk about crime. Okay, yeah, that's true. But any, well, they haven't even got Moses either yet, so yeah. we're going to be ahead of ourselves. Tigers, great off-season. I, I just, can't fault it. Yeah, I just want to talk about um their their centres. Now, I did mention earlier in the episode that I like to cap a tonight. Do you think Naden's kind of got his spot locked in? No. 
So no one's locked in for you yet? I think Tommy Talao's locked in. You reckon Tommy Talao's locked in? I reckon they might give him a few weeks in cup just to um, get himself sorted around. I would lock in Tommy Talao at the centres. I wouldn't lock in Naden. I don't think Naden impressed me or has impressed me at centre in a long time, probably since he was at Penrith. Yeah. I think at Tigers, when I was impressed with him, he was on the wing. Yeah, no. That was when we beat Brisbane and... Char- and, I think there are and a few the games Cowboys. that he played on the wing. Well, you should have beat the Cowboys. Yeah. There were a few games where he played on the wing that he impressed me, but I don't think I've watched any game of him at centre no, in, in quite a while. You did. Really? You did, did I? Yeah, when he dropped Jake Turbo on his head. Yeah, that wasn't a good game, was it? <laughs> yeah. He got sent off, did he? Or was he sent Yeah, he was sent off. Yeah. That was awesome. That was oh, the highlight of Mate, my day. Jake went and shook his hand after and said sorry. Jake said sorry. Thumbs up, bro. Okay. Mate, he, he was like, yeah, you're a good bloke. <laughs> like, you're amazing. What a what a guy. I love Jake Turbo. I don't know. Probably a bit too much. Um, Tigers? So, uh, sorry. Projecting. Uh, I'll tell you my... Uh, I think Talao's a lock. Yeah. I know it's a bit early. I would go Folletti, but it's probably unrealistic at this stage. I think he's their future center with Talao. You know what? But I think I think you go Kappa and Talao for now. I, I reckon Naden's there. I reckon round 10, Folletti. I think so too. I think it'll be Talao and Folletti. Because, that, you centers. know, the Knights debuted Bradman Best at 18. There's been plenty of centers. The Stags, uh, Campbell Graham. Unless... Uh, Suwaliti was at 17. This, this is probably the most unrealistic option there is, but unless you start Laurie at fullback and you want Staines and no. Mamalo in there, possibly. Ugh, but, please don't. But please don't. I think... I think Talao's the lock in at center at the moment. The, the, and then and then Kepawa and Folletti will fight it out for the other centre position. There's no, no I don't one, think Naden's there. No one's talking about stuff at Toa. I don't think he deserves to be talked about. Really? I, I was really impressed with him last year. I, I was at the start of the year. And then they moved him to fullback. And he wasn't great at fullback. Which, I mean, I wasn't too worried by because obviously... He was mainly a centre. He was playing yeah. good at centre. They yeah. switched him because Laurie got injured or suspended or something. Injured. But then when he went back to centre, I don't think he recovered from there. Yeah. Uh, He's good depth. I think if someone's injured, you can get him to fill in on the wing. You can get him to fill in at centre. Um, but I, I think Kepaola and Folletti are ahead of him. And I think Naden's probably ahead of him too. Oh, I love watching Folletti tonight. He's a giant. He's a giant. He didn't... I wouldn't say he impressed me too. I, I, he didn't really get the opportunity to impress. Yeah, he didn't get any ball. He didn't get any ball. So, I, I can't say he's a standout, but he's he's their future center. I'm just trying to pull the stats up. There is absolutely no doubt he's their future center. I don't know if it'll be on the NRL app, but it's definitely on... Uh, yep, oh, there, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So Scolari minus one. Yeah, sounds right. In eighty minutes as well. Uh Josh Valetti had one run. 
Four. For seven minutes. Seven meters. Yeah. You didn't get the chance to impress, but he's definitely their future center, I think, so is Tommy Talao. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel bad for Stafford because he's gone to the Tigers looking Apparently for a starting Bain's role. made 45 errors. Oh, no, that was a glitch. <laughs> I was like, What? But yeah, that's the Tigers. Say they've got a lot of center depth at the moment, so yeah. I think they I think their back line, they have a lot of depth, and they've got the best four back in the comp. Oh, they've got a top three four back in the comp. Yeah, arguably the best. Super saying easily three. top three. Yeah. No, I'm happy. Um, Tigers. You happy? I'm happy. You happy? Seven, seven to eleven range. 7 to 12, maybe. On the ladder? Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with 7 to 12. It's, a, it's pretty broad, but we, I really don't know where this team's going to end up. You sure you don't think they're going to be spooners like you're saying all night? It looked like a bro, to be honest. But it's only trials, again. I'm not too stressed. I'm, I'm glad you've realised that. <laughs> you got any other comments, bro? Nah, not about the Tigers. I'm ha- I mean, I'm happy, boys. I'm just happy Footy's back, to be honest. And we can Very watch. happy. I mean, if you saw this in last episode. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll understand the reference. If you if you, if you listen to the last episode. It wasn't and in you the last until episode, the end, was it? It yeah, was. The... No. Yes. Yes. Was it two episodes ago? It was in the drafts. No. No, it was our Tuesday team list. What's it? Yes, because you're like, Woody's back, boys. Because we're looking at the trials. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I, I'm tripping, bro. I'm, tri- <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah, no, you're right. This is why I did the intro. Yeah, okay. You're not with it tonight. The Tigers have my just bad. lost. You've suffered some, yeah. some trauma. <sighs> my bad, bro. Yeah. It's been a long day. Can't believe we lost by 36 of Warriors. Anyways... That's it. Squad analysis done. Squad analysis done. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the longer format videos. Yeah. Uh, podcast, sorry. Uh, we've done a lot more longer format than shorter format recently. And that's kind of just because the season hasn't really started yet. Yeah. It's a bit hard to um, get into a routine of things. It's all just going to be predictions like fantasy, fantasy yeah. kind of world yeah. before the season starts. So obviously we're going to be going through the teams, players have got our predictions for them that year. So uh, I might feel like it drags on a little bit at the start of the start of the year, but it'll definitely start kicking off now that Woody's back. Oh, I'm so keen. So I, I just want round one to roll over, bro. So do I. I want the actual season to start. I want to get the footy tipping comp underway. I want to get Super Coach going. Super Coach. It's going to be good. You got me on it. Like two weeks ago, I was like, bro, I'd stop talking about Super Coach. And you, now. We need to do an episode on our Super Coach. We will. We'll get an episode Because we're, we're both noobs. So it'll probably be interesting. I'm an expert, bro. Yeah, okay. Mate, but I started two days ago. We can, we can get I've done this. more research than anyone else has ever done. Yeah, you definitely have. I have, bro. Bro, there's people. There's people that pay for the game. That's ridiculous. There's people that pay twenty five bucks to see ownership percentage and stuff. So, yeah, bro. But I can I can do it for free and still win. All right, enough of that. Um, yeah. All right. I'm As always, you, the uh, timestamps will be in the description. Um, 
if you just want to listen to your team. We've covered tonight the Tigers, the Warriors, the Roosters, Rabbits, Dragons, Panthers, Eels, and Cowboys. If you want to see your team, go to the timestamp. We've talked about them for, I don't know, anywhere between 5 and 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, depending on how interesting their off-season was and how uh, kind of up and down their season could be. If I didn't just mention your team, go check out the first episode. Timestamps are there as well. Or if you just want to listen to us ramble on about every team scored analysis, feel free to listen to the whole thing. So, yeah, is that it, bro? Is that is that the final word, Gus Gold? That's the final <laughs> word. Make sure you guys go um check us out on Instagram, Strictly Footy Pod. Like I say every episode, give us a follow, like up the posts. Um, wherever you're listening to this right now, can you please do us a huge favor and um go ahead and uh, download the the pod the episode and um give us a rating or review five stars preferably please um it really helps us uh helps us out to get the show out there so all that stuff is much appreciated guys we we thank you so much for your ongoing support we know we're still going but these are the day ones day ones so we, we really appreciate you guys supporting you tuning in every week and liking commenting on posts yeah and we'll be back so guys, as Team always, Wednesday. Team is Wednesday, of course. Yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up, boys. <laughs> We're a little bit too whipped, but um, that's uh, just Jared. <laughs> All right, as always, give us some feedback. We'll try and incorporate whatever you say. Um, DM us, comment on um, our. We usually post when a new podcast is up. Comment yeah. on there what you want to yeah. see. Uh, what you want us to implement and we'll be sure to get into that because obviously you guys are the day ones who want to keep you guys entertained make mm-hmm. this as entertaining for you guys as possible so you can listen through the whole thing that's the goal that's the goal that's the goal I want to say I'm so happy that we just say go to the link tree now because it was getting a bit Ugh. it was getting like 10 minutes yep capital F capital P <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> Twitter, yeah. Oh, maybe that's the TikTok. No, nah, I'm happy. It's just, it's just all in the link tree. Go to the link yeah. tree, guys. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. That's the final word. That's the final word. It's the final word, guys. All right. As always, stay blessed. Appreciate you guys tuning in. All right. We'll catch you later. We'll see you on Teamless Wednesday, eh? Yep. You.